Hello. Yes. I'm Van Damme. My pants froze. And froze hard. So tight. Even thinking about it takes me back. Have you ever seen a man penguin walk after an intense mating season? Have you? When a man's pants freeze as rock solid as mine. Let me tell you, my friends, <laughs> even that was nothing compared to the ice cold refreshment of a coarse light. Man, my pants were tight. Coarse light. The world's most refreshing beer. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. <laughs> is a happy ass. If it's a tight and unrelaxed ass, it's an unrelaxed ass. Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic. Thank you for joining us. We, uh, we're going to do a little bit more to form on this episode. We're going to do mostly uh, movie reviews. We're going to actually give everyone a little bit more of uh, an insight to our twist on the movie challenges. And I'm going to sit here and sip uh, homemade Merlot from a Miss Piggy glass. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. I've already judged you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're coming to you live from the Wilson Compound. Well, it's not live. And the next it, asshole that says that to me, I'm going to slap it's him. It's live now. It's live now. I am live. We're live here. We're, we're alive. We're coming to you from the Wilson Compound attic, which uh, is a makeshift office at the moment. Uh, I, I actually I, I broke down and put an air conditioner in, so we're not dripping sweat onto the laptop. Yeah, he did that because of me. Yeah, no, he, yeah. He, he, he you're he you're a wimp. I'm not a wimp, but 105 degrees in an attic where... Heat is being you, stored. You know what? I, I I I don't need that. I avoid air conditioning during the summer. I'm I'm a bit of a weirdo with that. But when we hit 108 last week, <laughs> I broke down. It's like I can't breathe outside. I, I will go with the air conditioner. Yeah, I. That was insane. Both of my air conditioners died in my house. I had to buy two because <laughs> I have a small child. Right. So I ha- I obviously I'm thinking of him uh, when I'm in my purchase of an air conditioner. 
I have to keep the upstairs cool. You know, what? Uh, I, I, it's just. I, I think it's funny you say a small child because you could just say child and get away with it. Well, yeah. Because saying I have a small child implies that without without saying that, it's like I have a freakish, freakish. I have a freakishly <laughs> large child. I can't talk too much Merlot. Yeah, too much. I have a. I have a. I have a very large child at home, and, well, if we don't keep it cool, he just starts tearing things out of the wall. It's, it's well, he is slowly and systematically destroying my house. Mm. He is a he is a whirlwind. <laughs> he of, sure is. Of, uh, he is going to... T- he, that's it. He's just going to destroy your house. That's he, it. he is. He is. He is, uh, <laughs> he is all me. I'll tell you that. He's just a... Going to be a future barrel-chested little man. Yes, yes. Well, tall. He's going to be tall. A like perfect me. example of the Guida. Yeah, I think so. The Guida line. Now... We're not going to do a top ten list, no, because we're we're doing a uh, we're we're doing a uh, a double pack recording right now. We're recording two episodes in one day, yep. Because we don't get together that much, so we like to utilize the time fully. Yes. So we're not going to do top ten, but we're we are going to talk about the challenges. We're, we there's a new twist that Scott recommended that I love, but and, and this is the first time we've talked about it together because uh, when we're not doing the show together, we're usually shooting emails back and forth. Uh, and, or, or chatting while I'm at work pretending to work, and he's at work during slow periods. Actually working. Yeah, actually working, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but the twist on, on the new movie challenges, uh, there was a bit of a discrepancy last week when Scott gave me my movie challenge of well, the cause, Golden Child. Cause I, well, because I thought I'd, I had told you what my intention was. The original, the whole idea was we, I, we've always in the past yeah. have just challenged movies. Yeah, if, and we said, su- if, it, I if one person this, thought it sucked and it went theatrical... We challenge the other person too. Right. So well I, I came up with an idea because I was watching uh I was watching something and it made me think of something. I have that problem now where I watch one film right. and then something will happen and say, No, now I want to watch this film. Gotcha. I want to watch that and it's not always yeah. an actor or an actress. No. So what I, I gave Joey like a like a five second thumbnail idea. I said, Joey, listen, we want to do from now on the challenges have to be connected. So if I watch one film, you have to your challenge to me has to be connected in some way. Right, and then and my I, challenge to you has to be connected to that. So it's almost like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right, and I took that as they have to be truly like the director, the writer, the cinematographer, the key grip. Right. You know, I assume that they actually physically had to be connected now, in now, some way. Right. Now, which wh- I'm totally fine with doing. And oh, yes. that will happen on an often basis. Yes. But what you challenged me to after. Uh, watching um, Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers, you took the theme of Skinwalkers, where it's a child that's destined to save the world, right? Being protected from evil by a, you know a caretaker, right? So you challenged me to the Golden Child, which is in connection by theme alone, right? Although or I have aspect of the plot, I haven't actually gone through the casting and whatnot because, for all I know, there was somebody connected with the two films. Possibly, it's possible, right? But so that is. Because so, Scott emailed me, and I emailed him back, and I said, I think we need to go over the movie challenge. Right. So, Especially for myself and the audience. So so my idea when I thought of this is it could be anything. Like if you're watching a film, and then there's a song in the film from another movie, or there's a film where right. they blatantly, blatantly rip off a scene from another film. That is a connection. Or, like, I could have given you another werewolf movie. You could have. Which I almost did. Yeah. I actually, two, uh, I gave you Golden Child based on the kid. Two other options I was going to use was either... The same director, which would have taken you to a horror show. The horror show. A.K.A. House 3. Yep. Or I was going to take the theme of werewolf sex and make you watch The Howling 3. Because oh. there's a werewolf orgy in that one. Oh. But I, I, wanted, I, but I wanted to really set the tone 
with without realizing that you didn't understand the tone. Right. I wanted to set the tone for the audience and show them that we're doing more than just connecting actors. So I, I chose the, the stretch by saying, okay, Golden Child. Right. Exactly. So, so now that we're clear about that, it has to be connected in some way, whether it be even by theme. It doesn't right. have to strictly be connected. Like like with Golden Child, for ex- just for an example, you could give me another film in which a character plays the devil, or an actor plays the devil. Right. Or you could you could have another film with a CG che- uh, cheesy CGI shot where the actor ends up floating like in hell. <laughs> or you can give me another another film that has a hell set hell scene, or okay. another or another film that has shitty CGI demons at the end. Okay. Exactly. I mean, it's just so that no, I, it's, name. It's Virtually lead limitless. Char- lead character wears a leather hat. <laughs> that can be the link. Uh, yes. Or I could just give you any Eddie Murphy film ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not ever. He did some good ones. No, he did all right. And, and Golden Child was that was a hard choice too because I liked the. I remembered liking the Golden now, Child see, when I was a kid. And the only reason I challenged you is because I remember liking it too. But then Netflix streaming had it, and I watched it like two or three weeks ago. I was like, all right, I'm still enjoying it. Because of the memory of this film, right? But this is not a good movie. This is terrible, and not terrible. It's not good. It'll be an easy. Let's put it. It's this an way. easy one. It'll it's be an easy solo. It, this, I think. This, as far as like like a, a bad movie fight goes, right? This is like this is like a glancing blow to the shoulder. This is nothing. And realistically, this is even a faint. This people like a, are going to hear the solo. This episode is a bunt before they even hear this episode. This is a par f- because five. This, yeah, this, I'm trying to any kind of sport. I don't. I, any kind of sports analogy that makes no sense whatsoever. Not, not, not when you're making. This is like a first and ten. <laughs> a first and ten. Wait, wait, is that basketball? No, that's right. Okay. That's, that's is okay. it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is going to be, like I said, more more to form. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a regular movie review episode, and we we got a few movies here. And we don't even, we don't even have like a set theme or a set movie we're just going to cover stuff we've seen in the past couple months yeah, and we do we, that we do that episode once in a while we haven't we done just, that in a while we just cover stuff yeah and the problem is like in our regular episodes where we're talking about a, a certain film or a certain theme and then all of a sudden like oh but i saw this and i want to talk about this and, and just so everybody knows not all of these movies are good so it does fit the theme not all of them are bad well, I think I implied by them not all being good, but, meaning some of them are. But we don't are usually good. review. But we don't usually review good movies. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no. Usually, when I say, "Oh, you got to see this," is because it sucked. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how do we want to start? I our... want to start because on the last episode we recorded, uh-huh. Skyline was mentioned briefly. Yes, it was. And you gave me a look, which means you didn't enjoy the film as much as I did. You enjoyed Sky- surprisingly Skyline? enough. Now, please, by all means, have you seen the film? I have. Okay. I'm pretty sure that the reasons you don't like it, yeah. to a point, are the reasons why I di- don't like it. But, here, all right, first, all right. first of all, all right. let me say I'm, this. I'm, I'm ready. Let me say this. First of all, worst title ever for a film. Worst Skyline. title? It, 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 yeah. it does nothing uh, no. to convey yeah. the film. I don't, have a, I don't have a suggestion for a title, but the Skyline, horrible title. Yeah, it, it's they, they were de- they were they were determined to have not, a one word not, title. Yeah, and they couldn't think of anything else. No, they really couldn't. Right, and it's done by the. Um, I'm giving a spoiler alert on this one too. A partial spoiler alert. Partial spoiler. I'm not alert. ruining the ending, but I want to uh, talk about aspects of the, the film. The directors. Shit, these are the guys that did Undead. These are the Spirit Brothers. Is it the same guys? I believe it's the Spirit. I'm so happy then. Hold on, you know what? No, it's not the Spearig brothers. No, it's the uh, it's Eric Balfour. It's it's they they got German German names. It's the brother Strauss. Strauss. The brother Strauss. 
Wow, that got a 7 out of 10? Yeah. They did Jonah Hex. No, they, no they, they, they're big visual effects visual guys. Effects, that's right. These guys. Well, that's what the film is. Well, they were able to take uh, a movie like oh, Skyline. Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Yes. <laughs> they're yeah. the ones that came out and said, we're going to make this one for the fan. We're going to yeah, ignore we, the last film. We, we know what we're doing. Yeah. That those are those guys. <laughs> um, but the Spirit, right. uh, the and, Spirit Brothers. And again. Skyline does not make up at all for Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. You, you really got to. The Brothers Strauss. They are visual effects guys. Yes. They've done everything from uh, like Avatar to the to stupids the, to the X file to the stupids. They did yeah. flame flame artists on the the but stupids. They have been doing special effects for years. They are oh they, were, they did Black Sheep. Yes, yes they did. <laughs> um, but these guys, they were able to take say I think the budget was ten million dollars. The 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 shooting budget was five hundred thousand dollars. The CGI budget was ten million. Okay, and they, they sh- make it look like a hundred and fifty million dollar. Oh movie yeah, it's amazing because what they get away they with. did everything themselves. They shot it in their hotel. Yeah, yeah, is ridiculous. They shot the the shooting budget was under a million. Yep. They used these digital cameras that are a new new kind of digital camera, whatever they were showing them off. So part of it was just a uh, like a showcase for the camera. K- kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget the name because I'm not a geek that way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a geek in totally different other ways. Like the fact that the angel from uh, Angel Batista from Dexter oh, is in it. Yeah, yeah. At least twice during the film, I'm like gotta call Dexter. I'm sure <laughs> Dexter's doing okay now. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to come and help us. I, I hate the fact that like I don't I don't I've never, I haven't seen him in any other films besides. He was this. in the Expendables. Was he? Yeah, he was one of the uh, the dictator guys. Oh, he was the dictator guy. That's right. <laughs> I haven't seen this since I saw it. I mentioned it. that to you when you saw it, and you were like, I don't remember this. Well, I, had, I wasn't watching Dexter then. Oh, yeah, that's you're right. I, I, okay. That's why. I, had, I was not watching Dexter at the time. Otherwise, but I would have been all over that. Other than Skyline and The Expendables, he hasn't really branched out in the film, as far as I know. Yeah. He's, always, he's just always been on Dexter. And the fact that he's uh, some kind of Latino... Yeah, I and, think and he's and he's, uh, and he's playing a and he's playing a dictator in a movie. That's not a great leap. Yeah, that's that's not. A, and that, and in this one, he's playing like a hotel clerk. Yeah. So what the talk about typecasting? Yeah. Stallone <laughs> Stallone calls you to be in the Expendables. You say yes. That's the mistake Jean Claude Van Damme made. From what I understand, he's going to be in the second Expendables film. Oh really? They had yeah. this whole conversation where Jean Claude Van Damme. Have you seen his Coors Light commercial yet? No. It's hilarious. Anyway, Jean Claude Van Damme gets a call from Stallone. Stallone says, I want you to be in my movie, The Expendables. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, he says, well, what's my part? He says, don't worry about it. He said, but I want to know what I'm doing. He goes, you're going to be making a fuckload of money. That's what you're going to be doing. And Jean-Claude Van Damme turned him down. Because he had this pride, I guess, about wanting to know what his part was, who he was going to be. Because up until now, he's made nothing but the best decisions ever. So all Stallone would have to say is, Universal Soldier, shut the fuck up. Get over here. <laughs> yeah. So, from what I understand, Jean-Claude Van Damme has been approached again and will be in the second film. Yeah, I bet your ass he's going to be in the well, second film. Of course film. he is, because the first one made $100 million. Okay. Or $80 million. What didn't you like about Skyline? I think it was 100 Over 100 What, uh... You know what... Special effects, awesome. The special effects were great. Uh, I just... Every once in a while, I'll see a film like this, mm-hmm. and I'm just not feeling it. From the beginning, I will no. I will give that to you. The first half hour of this film, all I'm thinking of, all I'm thinking is Cloverfield without the shaky cam. Right. More rich people with problems. Right. 
and oh, and now we're in a claustrophobic setting. And oh, and, oh, yeah, the hotel. Oh, it's half empty. So now we're making excuses for the lack of actors. All the same bullshit. Nothing really new. And it starts off negative points with me to begin with because right. what's the opening scene? A shot from the middle of the movie. Oh, right, right. Which is lazy ass writing at its best. Yeah. Well, what's we? we it, that's that is somebody writing for test audiences. Oh, we we have to trick them into staying for the film by showing them a, a cool action part from the middle. No, you don't. We paid to see the fucking movie. We're not walking out after five minutes. Right. Test audiences do because they don't pay to see the movie. It's, yeah, it's no, free. you're right. You're right. That and that's the big thing. Te- the, test, was, when the, people walk out of a test audience film, that doesn't mean someone that paid ten dollars is going to walk out in the first ten minutes. Right. It's bullshit. Um, so I'm with you. The first, the it first, just a lot of the film didn't just didn't vibe with me. Okay, I, I'm with you again. The first half hour, the first forty five minutes of the film. I'm with you too. I'm like, yeah, but then it starts winning me over. Okay. Here's the here's the main reason it starts winning me over. All right. We've we, in the last decade we've seen an ass load of alien invasion films. We have. This was an alien invasion film, which you it slowly dawns on you by the halfway point. There's no hope. Right. This is now. This isn't like War of the Worlds where they catch you in their light. You're gone. You're up in that ship. Well, it's it's. But it's not like where where War of the Worlds or some other ones where where you were. Yeah. Oh, they're hard to beat, and we're not we're not doing this. But you know it's going to be okay in the end. You hit a point in this film where you realize this isn't going to end well. <laughs> and as soon as that dawned on me, I started enjoying the film more because it was more like a disaster movie. Right. And a disaster movie where okay, we're fighting these things. It's it's like if they if these guys were like battling a tidal wave, it, right. it'd be stupid. But they're 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 technically battling a natural disaster. They have no hope of surviving. Yeah, and that it, that one me don't over. get me wrong. I didn't hate the movie. No, I didn't, no, no. I didn't walk away okay. from it saying, "Man, this was a real piece of shit." But I, I read a it. lot of people have, which surprises me that this rating for this movie is seven out of ten. Because I could swear. I could swear that this was. I think the last time I checked it was six. I think it's gone up recently. I, I could swear this was under five. I think. I think the, vi- the fact that it's on video now, a lot of people are giving us a look that weren't going to. Okay. I think it's like a hundred reviews higher than the last time I looked. Yeah. No. I. I, I really think but, that this was was a lot lower. I mean, I rented it expecting ago. to hate it. This was. This was a. Right. Ooh, I'm gonna rent this movie. And I, hate I didn't. It. I didn't hate it. I just didn't really like it. I just thought it was kind of just there. No. It, I didn't. I'm with you. Go over well with me with a lot of the acting. Thought the special effects looked amazing. It looked great on my TV. And up, up until you know, up until the last it, half hour, there was no, it didn't offer anything new really. No, it was the same old shit. Right. But the two things that won me over were, okay, this is hopeless now. Which, if any inva- alien invasion that. actually I, happened, I get that. And I, it just if was any invasion. You know what it was? It's it was such a new experience for me to feel mm-hmm. this kind of feeling of wait. There's no hope in this movie whatsoever. <laughs> this is like a dark, dark movie. Right. And it gets darker and darker. And by the time you get to the end, where it goes really twisted and dark, the end caught me by surprise. Did it really? I mean, at, at the last minute, I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen. But it wasn't the oh, last okay, minute. fine. It's All the right. last minute. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the if, second, if I guess the second the, 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 that scene at the end is happening, if, you know exactly what's happening. If I guess the, the ending within two minutes of the ending, I don't call it. As saying, "Oh, I no, saw no, it I, I, I totally agree. I mean, but it's, it's, but like, fifteen minutes before the ending, I'm like, "How is this going to end? It's got to end." I mean, and they're, they're alluding to the fact that the one character uh, by Joshua Cortez that right. he's got these kind of superpowers because he looked into the light and survived. He's stronger. It's a couple so, of times. So he they're did. alluding it to it, but even then, they're like, "All right, I don't care how strong this guy is; he's not beating these things." Right. <laughs> so, I was surprised at how much I liked the ending. 
I was I was just like, wow, that was that yeah. End, no, the I, ending I, redeemed the film for I, me. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hate the ending. Let's put it that way. I thought the ending was definitely unique. If I went back to watch this again, I literally would fast forward for th- through the first just half to watch hour, the ending, the last half hour. The la- I would watch the last half hour. Okay. That was, but that's that's why when you gave me that look at Skyline, I was like, dude, really, the ending rocked. <laughs> and and endings suck so bad these days. Yeah. Oh, what did I watch? There was a good film. Uh, I rented The Warrior's Way. Okay. It, why does that sound so familiar? They had trailers uh, previously. Um, it's a samurai western. I mean, I get that, like The Warrior's Way. I kind of figured it it's was... It's a bad it, title. Skyline, I think it's a horrible title, but it's a samurai who's, uh, he's part of the two clans fighting, and the last part, the last member of the clan is to kill is a little child. Okay. So he, he, he breaks down. I mean, he, I know I haven't seen it, and but he escapes I, with a child I, to the Wild West. Definitely have heard about this. But I, I just haven't seen it. The trailer, the trailer has a line that's not in the film, which sucks, because then the tra- at, near the end of the film, like, like, it's like the bad cowboys arrive, and then, like, the samurai killer warriors arrive. Okay. And there's a shot in the trailer where the one guy looking at him goes, oh, great, ninjas. <laughs> and that's not in it's the It's not movie. in the film, and it's not even uh, in the outtake. There's, they have, they have, uh, there's like ten deleted scenes. And it's not even in that. Not even in those. What the hell? It also has an alternate scene. Obviously, it was liked enough to put in the trailer. Yeah, there's an alternate ending. Okay. And the alternate ending sucks. Usually, <laughs> alternate endings do. For some reason, they never but work. That's, that's, why, that's why they didn't use them. Well, yeah. Yeah. Occasionally, oh, oh, we never talked about it. Occasionally, you see an ending, uh, an alternate ending that's better. Oh, okay. We never talked about it. So I, like butterfly I, effect. I have a double disc. That's one of them. Yeah. Better ending. Another example. I have the double disc special edition of Man on Fire. I do too. I never got around to watching the alternate ending until last month. I still haven't watched the alternate okay. ending. Okay, I'm gonna ruin it for you. That's fine. And and this is cool because I predicted the ending. You did. Remember, we were talking about it, and I said, you know that scene where he puts the bomb up the guy's ass? Yes. That's how it should have ended. That's how it ended. Really? Yeah. I, I was like, why the fuck didn't they do that? It's, it's like That would have been fucking brilliant. It's like that other film we watched where, they, where, where the last half hour sucked. What was it? With the vengeance thing. It's going to be biblical. Oh. Uh, 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 oh. Citizen. Uh, uh, an innocent citizen. What is this? Law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizen. That that ending infuriated me. Well, because because he's the he's like the antihero of the film, and all of a sudden the last half hour is the bad guys. What the fuck happened? I was rooting for this guy. Why you got to switch gears on me? It was in. I love that film to literally the last. Yeah. It wasn't even the last half hour. It's the last ten or fifteen minutes. Right, and, and I understand like the 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 theatrical ending of a man on what fire. That? Right. Is not bad. Right. And it's it's good and it works for the film, but it just wasn't satisfying for me. It's like it just it it, it went out with such a whimper. It left and a, this, left a hole. It, it went out with a whimper, and the character went out with a whimper. And he wasn't the kind of character that goes out with a whimper. Right, the way they set him up, the whole film. Go sure. home this week, watch the alternate ending, and you're gonna shit yourself. It's like, <laughs> why in the god's name was is this on a you special edition disc? I guarantee it didn't test well. A lot of the time, I don't know how. You, a lot of times you'll Dude, s- you'll see there's no way alternate endings get cut because they don't test. I well. can't see how this didn't, wouldn't test well. It's an awesome ending. It is so good. Yeah. I can't even imagine if I if I ever watch this film, 
without my special edition disc, right. I, I will just be saddened by the ending because it's so sort of let down. I should just cut that into the end anyway. I would, get rid of the one they have and cut that I, in. I wish they just released the director's cut with that ending because that's just the superior ending. Yes, you're right. Ten hands down. I have to see it now. There's also a cut it scene. It sounds where, way there's better. There's also a cut scene where he bangs the wife, which I'm glad they cut out because that, that cheapens the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that kind of does. There was no need for it. I think they even realized halfway through it was, like it was just written in there because you have to have sex scenes. Okay. And I think they realized, that, no, we don't need sexual tension here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just, what else have you seen recently? Uh, I just saw Sucker Punch uh, about a, about four days ago, five okay. days ago. How was it? Because I was on, I was on the line with, uh, on the edge with the trailer. I liked it. I actually liked it. But but but, and I don't know. And it's again, this is just it didn't vibe with me. There's no. It's in the trailer. It's all of the action scenes in the movie. And again, if you don't want to know any of this, just you know, turn away for like five minutes. Everything is in her head, right? That, that, okay, you can tell that from the trailer. Yeah, she's a, in an insane asylum, right? Okay, she gets put in there by her stepfather. He kills the mother, and then the daughter as well. So there's nothing but her left. This is in the first five minutes, so that's not really even a spoiler. Right. She gets put in an insane asylum. And in order for her to cope with being in there, she basically imagines herself in these situations where she meets up with uh, this one character where he tells her, you got to get a key, you got to get a map, you got to get fire, uh, you have to get uh, a knife. And then the fifth thing, she has to find five things. The fifth thing is a mystery. So she's all of this is in her head, right? And she brings all these other girls that she befriends in the movie. She brings them in to this whole scenario, where th- them they aren't seeing what she's seeing, but they're in the, right. her imagination. Gotcha. Okay. She uh, envisions herself dancing on stage while these other girls are getting these items. Okay. What bothered me was the fact that. As soon as she starts dancing on stage, it immediately goes over to her envisioning these surreal scenes. And that's fine. But, just on a personal preference, I would have liked if they cut away to the reality instead of just engulfing in the just this un, unrealistic scenes. Uh-huh. They actually do that in one of the scenes and it works out beautifully because something happens where they snaps out of that scene where it's like shit you know this isn't reality and i think they should have done that more Uh uh-huh just the fact that she's on stage and she's dancing and the next thing you know she's fighting you know 50 foot ninjas it just for me it did i it didn't vibe believe me it's a beautiful movie it's a well-directed film zack snyder is on the money it just wasn't as cohesive as it uh, could be or that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm getting at for myself i i just i liked it but there's just something about it that it just—it's eh, all in her it's, head. It kind of bugged me. It's on my—it's on my red block, red box shortlist. So. Yeah, it, it, I definitely see it. You'll enjoy it, but mm-hmm. I think you'll agree with me with that. It's all in her head, and you want more than that. Right. That's that's just what I. Okay. That's what I felt. Uh, anything else? Uh, on that, I, I'm just, I haven't seen it, so I really I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, Zack Snyder's my new god ever since uh, he's doing the new Superman Peter. film, and the villain is Zod. 
which is going to be he's going to do it good. He's going to do it you right. You know he's going to do it good. Because the last one sucked, and they're ignoring that one. I think I I, uh, I, th- I think so. That completely. Because uh, I never. I just lo- I, I just hope he keeps the Superman music because I think it's iconic. I don't think he needs to use it a lot. I think he just needs to use it for the opening well, credits and the ending credits. Well, I, I think I spoke in our, in our review. I think I mentioned it, and, I, I, and I'm going to say this for Zach, too. You can keep the music, but lose the 10-minute opening credits. Oh, God. That was back when, when a starry screen was impressive. Yeah. It's not impressive now. Get to the fucking action. Don't make me sit through 10 minutes of opening you know credits. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. Yeah, I think... Back then, it was a movie-going experience. Yeah. Now it's a movie. Do it. Even Brian Singer did it. That's what pissed me off. Yeah. When Brian Singer did it, I was like, "That's what. That's the last straw. It's it's we're it's a new era I, now." I, I think just judging by all of Zack Snyder's films, he gets right to the fucking point. I, I'm hoping. Even in Sucker Punch, right to the point. I don't. You don't get ending credits, like directed by, written by, till the end. It just it starts. I don't care. I never cared for Superman two, and I never cared for the. I I always thought it was too simplistic to have him fight other Supermen. Right. Okay. It, it, for me, it defeats the purpose of having a super character. If he has, fights people that are just as strong as him, how about fighting something greater? Or the you know, was, the fact was, it was a Superman performing un- unbeatable. You know, defeating unbeatable yes. odds, not defeating other Superman. So I never, I never liked the Zod character or the idea of it. I always did. But I think, I think Snyder will do it right. I think so. And even though I liked. Even though I liked Sucker Punch, uh-huh. and there were certain aspects that didn't vibe. I mean, I should. I, I'm probably going to watch it a second time, and I might even feel differently a second time yeah. because I've already processed the film in my head. I will about think you know it being in her head. I might look at it completely different a second time. I will see this. I've done that before. I will see it, and I will give it a chance because Zack Snyder's my new god. He's unlike, awesome. Unlike Peter Jackson, who I will not give a second chance with his uh, Hobbit Hobbit movie. Fuck Which him. is going to be in 3D. Oh. Although I have heard that Snyder is supposedly doing Superman in 3D. But he, he gets a pass. Well, because he's he a visual a director. He gets a pass. He's he's a visual director. I'm being hypocritical right now. He gets a pass. Yeah. So, we'll... See, my problem with 3D uh-huh. is I don't like it, first of all, right. at all. But what I don't like is the fact that 3D is not going to survive. It's probably going to be only a theatrical, uh, a theatrical expedition, okay, so to say. Uh, it's not really ever going to make it into the home. I know they have the 3D televisions, but I just don't see enough movies coming out in 3D where people are going to say, I have to see this in 3D even at home, okay? And it'll get cheap at some point, but here's my issue. What I don't like is when 3D films are so blatantly 3D, like the other night Clash of the Titans was on, and there are scenes deliberately in there with shit coming at you at the screen, like that monster thing, I don't even know what the fuck it was called. He throws the coin for uh, the uh, the river, because they're going to cross the river, uh-huh. and it just comes at the screen and then fucking skips off the water. It just, holy shit, oh, wait. dude. Well, You're fucking... Just fucking me in the face with this three D shit. All right, I, I had to leap off on that. Okay, because uh, you mentioned three D because because on the film that did that that I totally loved, Drive Angry. Oh really? I I, I have a written review up on uh. I still haven't re- seen it. Reviews dot reviews dot moviesucktastic dot com. That's our lunch community. That's our lunch community, and I ha- I have a review posted there of Drive Angry, another film. I rented it. Right. I'm gonna hate this movie. 
I'm ready to hate this movie. Nicolas Cage is in it. This is going to suck. And the opening scene of the movie, cause you, and you know what it's about. Right. Right? It's it's like the whole idea of uh, escaped convict tr- trying to save his daughter, yes. except he's an escaped convict from hell. Uh-huh. The opening scene is a CGI shot of hell as a maximum security prison <laughs> with a voiceover of a guy called the accountant. It's, it's, what's his name from... Uh, from um, Go. I don't I don't remember Go. Uh, I don't remember people in Go. He, he was the guy that was hawking shit. He was the male, he was guy Alan McBeal. Yeah. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking his name up. I don't care. Um... The opening shot is him narrating about if you're the badass motherfucker in hell and you escape, and the opening shot is hell. Wait, is this the guy that he's also chasing Nicolas Cage? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The accountant. Okay. That's, that's it's called the accountant now. in the film. He's the best part of the whole goddamn film. But the opening, I'm, I'm ready to hate the film. Opening shot is hell as a maximum security prison. Voiceover of him talking about if you're a badass motherfucker and you escape from hell, and then a car, like a. I don't know what kind of car it is because I'm not a car person. Right. But a car smashes through the gates of hell and like it drives down the highway away from hell. And, okay. And I'm like, I'm sold. Already <laughs> I'm enjoying this film. And then everything about the film, it's like they made a film that was... they. This film does not hold back. And it's the beauty of this movie. Okay. You're thinking, okay, this is a cheesy-ass film. And it's cheesy. It is cheesy. But it embraces the cheesiness not in a campy way. Okay. But in a, we're making a film... We're making like like a, this is a low rent like if this was the seventies to be a drive-in movie. We're doing it for action. Okay. Oh, and then the shot next. I got you. And the shot from that goes immediately to Nicolas Cage chasing down guys on a highway, <laughs> and then like violence immediately ensues. Body parts being blown off with shotguns. Slow motion to crashes. The the same old typical shit. Stuff you want to see. But it's fun. And then the girl he meets that becomes a sidekick. Amber Heard. She is so. <sighs> they, She's so hot. In the first, <laughs> in the first scene they have with her. The, there is so much foul language in the first five minutes of her scene. Right. With his, like, fuck and this. And it's like, fuck is, like, 80 times. And she is so white trash. Deliciously white trash. Oh, yeah. It is amazing how white trash she is in the in this film. And they don't pull back on that. It's like, yeah, she's not that likable of a character. She's <laughs> hot, and she's somewhat somewhat sympathetic. And that's it. And her, her like her boyfriend's a douchebag cheating on her, who turns out to be a director, uh, one of the writers. Oh, really? Plays like the like like you, you see him like like naked holding a towel in front of him after cheating on her. He's like, I look at back. It's one of the writers. He wrote himself in as the cheating guy. Because <laughs> he wanted to, yeah. You know what? He wanted to say, hey, I'm also fucking Amber Heard, <laughs> and that's but, awesome. But and, and there's like like you said, the 3D sequences when stuff blows up and like car parts come out the come out the screen, <laughs> and it's yeah, so. I, I can't stand but, that. Everything this film does like that that usually annoys, you right. f- you can forgive because you can tell they're enjoying every minute of it. The guy that plays the accountant yeah. is awesome. He usually is very good His, when, in everything he does. In a, in a, in a role that could have easily been like uh, the Agent Smith, yeah, so oh, like, yeah, like a, a pale yeah, copy yeah, yeah, of him. Yeah. Any other actor could have easily just done a, a walk. Let me walk through this film as Agent Smith. Yep. He delivers with nuances. Like there's this one part where he he's he's got the guy pinned on the wall and he's asking him what kind of car they were driving, and he gives him the guy was like, was it a 440 or a Hemi? And the guy says 440, and he gives him this brief look of like, why would you have a 440? And it, but it's such a <laughs> it's so quick and subtle you have to rewind. It's like wait, that was fucking awesome. He has there's there's so many, like like his face will twitch slightly. Yeah, and that just immediately just changes the the mood and the delivery. And there's a sarcasm to everything he does. That's but awesome. It, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. That's awesome. The villain. It's this villain. He's like a devil worshiper. 
uh, who's, who's who has Kit, Nicolas Cage's daughter or granddaughter, and he's going to sacrifice her to bring hell on earth. And you find out like two thirds of the way through the film, it's not going to work. These people are just crazy. <laughs> Hell's not going to come to Earth. He's just going to save his daughter, right. granddaughter. But uh, the the bad guy is your typical bad guy. But he's done so great. Yeah. Or he's just like he's just, he's again he, he he's embraces his evil, and they have him kill people to show he's evil and stuff. But he just does it in such a way. It's almost like if Elvis ran a, a cult. Okay. He really has that Jim Jones feel to him. <laughs> and there's like one part of the film that I just love. And it's just, it just shows. I mean, you must have really loved it. Your enthusiasm dude, right dude, now it was great. Is just... I tell you, it was so fun. You got to see it. They're the best part of the movie for me. Like one of the, one of the, uh-huh. and this is a film where literally halfway through, I'm like, I should not be enjoying this. Right. This is not a good, it's not a great movie. <laughs> and it's well, it's well written only because it, the writing's good. Mm-hmm. But only insofar as it's almost like, I got the feeling at least three or four times in the film that they were adapting a comic book. But they weren't. Okay. It's written like a. It's not. It's not like a cheesy way. It's written like a comic book. Where if you're reading a comic book for adults with action and blood and everything, it's written like a comic book. It has that feel to it. That kind of surreal, real life kind of thing. Okay. The, he's kidnapped the hot chick, and they're like they're driving away in a trailer, and Nicholas Cage is on pursuit, and he's he's you know threatening all those horrible things to her. So he turns and goes, you know what? I am gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna defile your body. And the way he says it, it's not even like a threat. It's like, just, just I'm just going to tell that, you that. That's what I do. I'm just, he, he, it's almost like, it's like he, I'm going to enjoy doing it. And I'm, and you can tell by his look, I enjoy the thought of doing it. And I'm enjoying telling you I'm going to do it. But I'm not really threatening you. I'm just telling you. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to defile your, cor- your corpse. And then her response is, all right. But between then and now, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, he, and then so he shrugs and he puts the gun down. <laughs> It's that kind of it's just that kind of level of stuff. Wow. I mean, and like there's a part too where like like and Nicholas Cage's delivery. Here's the best part. Okay. His delivery is so deadpan that it almost looked like bad acting. Okay. But All right. if you think about it for a minute, and I think everybody in this film really thought about the roles, Nicholas Cage I think is actually doing a great acting job because what he's doing is he's taking a character who's been through hell right. and is almost numbed by everything he's seen in hell that he's experienced in hell that really everything else is muted. It's almost like Fight Club, where says the, the vines turned down and everything. Okay. So he delivers these lines so straight and so dead that, like, there's a scene where they ask you, "You, you want a beer?" He says, "I don't think I'll be having that beer right now, unless I'm drinking it out of like, the cult member's name, right. unless I'm drinking it out of his bloody skull." <laughs> and he he says it so flatly that it almost seems like a bad delivery. Right. But when you realize, like, for him, it's not even that big of a deal. Yet he's been through hell. Yeah. Everything else okay. now is just boring. And and of course I, I think I'm gonna rent that. And it's such I, it's such a good film that after he says that, I immediately I'm I'm thinking he's gonna do that. At the end he's gonna drink beer out of his bloody skull. And I was right. <laughs> and when he does it too, it's it's just like yeah, well of course they did that because this movie's honest. It's an honest fun movie. And you can ignore the three. I think in my review I even said it's so good you can forgive it for being in three D. And 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 where I was going with that is I'm sorry. I, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I just I don't like when films do that because I think later on when I'm not watching it in 3D or ever mm-hmm. for that matter, you go, oh, that was supposed to be. It's coming at me at the screen. That was supposed to be in 3D. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't work because I don't own a fucking 3D TV, you know. And you see that back earlier, like specifically Jason 3D. You see all the scenes with you know just 
coming at you at the screen, whether it's uh, what was it, a pitchfork? The, fir- the, the first, first thing. thing the, I, the fir- yeah. No, the first thing is actually a pole they're using to hang laundry. With. Oh, right, <laughs> right, exactly. It's a co- it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I just think movies now are being filmed for the three D audience, and they don't transition. It's like House of Wax with the like, yo-yo. Woo! Right. Really, yo-yos? Yeah. <laughs> It's just think think maybe not even drive angry because it's it like you said so good you'll forgive it for the 3D but look at Clash of the Titans oh say which is five years so from now, bad 10 that years the gods should have come down if, yeah 15 years from now you watch it and be like oh this is fucking terrible we don't have 3D anymore we have something else or not at all nothing so it just that's where I was going with the 3D I'm uh, I'm in agreement there but the the rare exception is drive angry yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, it was just fun. Anything it, else you wanna? No, talk about? honestly, it was just, it was so fun, and I'm, it's been a while since I had that much fun watching a film. Mm. That it really, and I, I even watched some of the making of afterwards, and everybody was just, everybody interviewers like, yeah, they just let us. Apparently, they, they there was no studio involvement. They just said do what you want, right. and everybody in the interview was like, we just did what we wanted. <laughs> we just we made the movie we wanted to make it. We just did everything we thought we would be fun, and and we we just. We just tried to entertain instead of trying to cater to something. Right. And that. Yeah. And it's okay. Just, it, wow, it works. Okay. Let's, yep. uh Let's take a break. Yep. Do a little uh, product placement and a little. Uh, we'll be back. Stay right there. Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent. Urgent for some connection. Don't worry. Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We like it that way. Tell him I'm coming. You're too late. Hell's gonna walk to there. Hell already is walking the earth. He broke out of hell to make things right. He was a good father. And got mixed up with the wrong crowd. Now, he's got one last shot at redemption. That cult killed my daughter and took her baby. I am going to get her back. Thought you were dead. <laughs> you hoped I was dead. But the devil's right-hand man wants to bring him back. I'm looking for someone. 6-1. Angry with attitude. If you don't tell me what I want to know. Miles of hard road. Now that's a hell of a ride. Just so you know, I don't pick up hitchhikers. I didn't have my thumb out. Oh, yeah. We got a fight coming. That baby girl's all I got. My whole life has been nothing but waiting, and now it means something. I'm with you until the end. Oh, yeah. You can't stop me. I'm 
a mess you were. What kind of gun is that? You think there's anybody in there? I won't see you again until you're 73. You I'll see in three months. What the hell does that mean? Drive angry, shot in 3D. Wouldn't want to be you when Satan finds out. What's he gonna do? Not let me back in? Did you know that you can listen to Movie Sucktastic all over the internet? In places like iTunes, Podfeed, Podcast Pickle, Podcast Pup, the Zoom Marketplace, and more. And you can listen to us at our very own website at moviesucktastic.com. We want you to be a part of the show, so let us know where you're listening from. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com or call our hotline and leave us a message at 908-514-4470. So come on and be a part of the movement that is Movie Sucktastic. Find out what all the suck is about. Ask you questions, sir. What's that? I'm looking at your list over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You have source code down. I do. Now, see it. Okay. All right. Now, really, you liked it? I loved it. Okay. I'm gonna test myself here on you. All right. I, I watched the trailer and I have some opinions. Okay. And I want you to verify them. And I don't mind. It's possible spoiler alert. If I'm right. If you want to know certain aspects of the film, I don't. I want. No. I have one broad question. Okay. But it, it is a possible spoiler alert. So if I'm right, it's a spoiler alert. If I'm wrong, it's not a spoiler alert. Okay. All right, first question. The film is basically a ripoff of 12 Monkeys, right? They keep sending them back in time to try to say, stop stop this thing. No. Yeah, but that's it's the not, trailer. It's not time travel. It is. They're sending it's, them back in time, though. It's, it's not time travel. How is it not time travel? They're sending them back in time. It's not time travel. That's all I'm... That's all. But, but, no, the trailer has them. There was a bombing... Yes. And we have to send you into this guy's body. Right. To prevent the bombing or to find out who the bomber is. All right. Let's put it this way. It's time travel. It doesn't immediately start off as time travel. What he's doing is going back in time. Does he go back more than once? Yes. It's time travel. See, okay. The the way it... Fuck with me on this. The way it works. The way it works is... The guy that's on the train. Yes. Fuck, I'm totally going to spoil this, so please don't listen if you I, really want to Right see now, it. everything you're telling me is in the trailer, so I don't think okay. you're... Uh, the guy... Spoiler alert. Last call. Okay. Go ahead. The guy that he jumps into the body. Yes. Okay? That guy's actually dead. Yes, I knew that. Okay. That's in the trailer. He's actually dead. Correct. But he's still dead when he's jumping in that guy's body, because the what they do with science is they take... They say, everybody, when you die, there's eight minutes... 
where your functions are still like your mind, your brain is still working. So what That's he's bullshit. Doing, so he, 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 he had like a heart attack on the pl- train or something. No, he fucking died in the explosion. But he's dead on the train. You're saying he's dead on the train. But he's not dead before the explosion. They use what's called source code, which allows them to take the eight minutes, okay? Before he died. No, the way they explain it is he's dead and they get eight minutes. But they're not eight minutes of him after he died. Correct. It's because it happened already. They can take that eight minutes. Before he died. Before he died. And they could put him in that body. Up until the explosion. All right. Now, the science is false, but we can ignore that because it's a film. Yeah, it's, it's allowed. It's fantasy. But he is going back into this guy's body, right? Correct. And this is in the past. This is in the past. It's time travel. Well, because what they... His they, consciousness... Well, hold on. I'm getting traveling to that. I'm getting time. to that. Because what they explain... I, I was fine until you said it wasn't time travel. Well, no, because that's the way it starts off. Because the scientist that invented source code keeps saying it's not time travel. It's not time you travel. You know why? Because they don't want it to be called a time travel movie. Probably not. It's time travel. But he keeps, uh, he keeps saying it's not time travel. Whatever you do is not going to affect the future. This explosion happened uh-huh okay it cannot be changed you you're going back to find where the bomb is and who did it so we can stop him from doing a second bombing right that is the main mission i know that but things and i know in the trailer i'm just going to tell you that things well, change because jake gyllenhaal's character is very smart about things well and it starts off very adamantly it is not time travel okay first but of I'm all i'm telling you it that changes all right, now, first of all it is time travel and being a time travel film because that's my one weakness mm. i will see this it was awesome okay i really enjoyed it no here's one thing i'm gonna ask now this is this is a straight out question when they go back he goes back like six times on the train and i know when the tra- and relives things like so many times i got you, that just you think you would get bored of it but the way the director duncan jones did it yeah it is the way it works, it's only a 90-minute movie. It's like well, an hour and 27 minutes before credits You're hit. also only dealing with an eight-minute window, which gives you, uh, you know, you, right. you can repeat that over and over again but, without becoming dull. Well, the thing is, you, you would think, I think any other director, I think Duncan Jones is really coming into his own as a director. Did you see the film Moon that he did? Yes, loved it. It was awesome. awesome. It was awesome. Great movie. Same, same guy. Yeah. Uh, you would think most directors that take this type of film and they go back so many times, you're bored. I got to be honest. When I watched it, they show it. Then he comes out, and then they send him back, and they do it again. And I'm just saying, at that point, I wasn't saying to myself, "God, this sucks," or how they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I was saying to myself, "I hope they can do this the right way," because I knew they were going back a bunch more times. Right now, but the way it's done was just. Just really flowed well. I believe really, you. Really, really good. I'm gonna bump this to the top of my red box list. Do it. I almost, I almost rented the day, but I held off. No, you should now, see it. Right, but here, here's my, here's the gist, and you, we get that from the trailer, and we yeah. get from the trailer that at one point he decides, listen, I'm gonna save her. He says that in the trailer. Yes, right? he does. Yeah, okay. That's that's his that's so his thing. Here's, here's my prediction of the ending, and please tell me I'm wrong, because it seems to me like it's a kind of a copy of. What deja vu? Uh, like a combination of day. De- <laughs> well, my fear is a deja vu. Uh, well, I, they can't do a deja vu ending. I hate the deja vu ending. Remember that? 
It's not how it ends. I know. I know that's not how it ends because it can't because the, the 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 way you described it, right. that's not a possibility. But I hate that deja vu ending because it's a, it's a way to kill off the character for sympathy, but still have him alive at the end. And it's such a fucking cop out. Yeah. And it's and he's still dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care the fact that his past guy is still there. He's still dead. It's a cop out ending that only stupid people. Uh, spoiler enjoy. alert on deja vu. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, this whole fucking episode is you know spoiler what? alert. You know what? If you don't see that coming in, in Deja Vu, you should be watching time travel yeah, films. Yeah, you're right. If you're, if you're watching a time travel movie, there are some basic concepts that are key <laughs> to knowing. Now, here's the question. Yeah, My fear yes. from it is because he's traveling to somebody else's body. Mm-hmm. My fear was that the end is he prevents the bombing and ends up living in this other person's body. That's my fear. By your hesitation, I have a feeling I'm correct. Not entirely. Not entirely? Not entirely. Okay, that's enough to make me want to see it. Yeah, no, there's something else. There's something else I'm missing? There's. But am I close? You're close. I'm really close. You're really close. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's... This is a matter of pride for me. Yeah. Because I see this trailer, and like, I've seen the film to an extent. I'm sure it's a good movie, yeah. from what you no, told it's me. it's really good. And I, it, honestly, any time travel film you see... You know how it's going to end to an extent. Kind of, kind of think of it's how it's, it's a performance. It's the way to get kind there. of think of the jacket. Okay, kind of think of that. Another great time travel film. Yes, it is. Which again, technically isn't time travel, but it is time travel. Yes, no, it, it is. Things change. Right. So it is. Yeah. Um, he's just going back. You know, for things don't eight have minutes. Things don't have to change for it to be the time travel movie. This is true. Nothing changes in Twelve Monkeys. That's a time travel movie. This is true. And uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. They relive every. They relive yeah, everything. Yeah, you get punched in the face. You got to do that again. <laughs> and they still change everything. Yes, yes, he, yes. Fucking Lugal and Motley Lou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still love That's that. An movie. Awesome movie. That's I love that. Awesome movie. movie. That was fun. I watched it again the other day. It's like it's just as funny now. You know what? And and we were talking about how a lot of uh, uh, you were saying, and I agreed with you. Some of the jokes are. This kind of like a sign of the times, like it's an '80s jokes, topical, and, very topical. Yeah, topical jokes. Shia LaBeouf. And I just think, I, I don't care. I, I just I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I think in 20 years I'm still gonna laugh at this movie. Well, that's what like, my you, kid might not get it. You usually, know? usually when a film has too many topical jokes, it's a sign that they're just trying to make some quick money. Right. Like it's like a like like vampires suck. It's it's uh it's a it's a yeah. it's a film to release in the theater, make money, and forget it was ever made. And even though they have topical humor in a hot tub time machine, you can tell they want this film to stick around. And you can tell there's more to it than just that. There's actually yeah, and, thought into and it. And they they haven't announced the sequel, but it made enough money that they could do one. I don't think they will. No, nah, they probably won't. Why why would they? It, it's how are you gonna get the same people I, in the same they're situation? Making, they're making uh Paranormal Activity three. Yeah, the trailer's already out. Is it? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh. It's awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, so let's talk about another film on the list. You want to talk about Paranormal Activity 2? Because uh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, I do. Um, I was right. It sucks. Now, what I, I, will give you, I will give the film credit. I just watched it literally two nights ago. I will give the film credit... For tying into the first film. Okay. I give it credit for that. The way they do that is interesting. Okay. It's one of those... Well, like, they don't stop at the third one. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm sure they don't. And that's 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 the downfall of it, too. Because 
because when by the time you no, they're trying to franchise this, that's what they're doing. Right, they're but trying the, to pull a saw where it's going. They want it to be episodic. All here's right? the problem with it: they're they're running in too many lot for a film that was supposed to be a one shot. The all right, I'll give them credit for that for okay. the tie in, and also the fact that during the film you're kind of wondering, well, how does this tie in? What's the time frame? And they they even have to tell you at one point this happened sixty days before M- Mika was killed. <laughs> so, oh, really? Okay, so spoiler alert for the first one. <laughs> I haven't seen the second yeah. one, but I don't care. No, no, but I'm not going to ruin anything for the second, really. There's nothing to ruin. There is no, there is nothing to ruin. It's really? Stu- uh, it's it's the sister of the girl from the first one and her family. And the same ghost. Or, same or, demon. Or demon well, or whatever Well, yeah, they, they, demon, they, yes. get, they get to that. So that part's interesting. The fact that they said, okay, here's an extension of it and here's how we're doing it, and even the way it's linked is kind of interesting. Where it falls apart is the whole idea of the first film that Mika buys a camera to document what's going on to his girlfriend because she's having these problems. Right. And that's why he's recording everything is the is the the film's rationale for these people filming themselves. Now the second one is just uh just a, a security camera. The second the second film? Right? Yeah, the second film no, it's not just that. Otherwise, it'd be all Because stacked. you know what I always found funny? What? That after Paranormal Activity, the first one came out, Yeah. every electronics chain was putting security camera sets for sale in their outlets. It was like, full 12 camera security set, uh, five ninety nine. are making room for new stock for the sequel to come out? Well, the thing is, it's like, before that, you never saw shit like that in any yeah. of these circulars. Oh, yeah. They were just trying to, to you know... Hawk in on the movie success. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, oh, you're right. Monitor everything. Maybe a ghost in your What's house. What's that whoring in our in our yeah, in our country? Of course. Um. So, but yeah, the second one has the security cameras, but that's not all because just having nothing but static shots can be boring, no matter right. what, sure. how good a filmmaker you are. Of course. So they have their own camcorder and they're recording stuff. Okay. And but here's the problem, and also the girl has her own little camcorder. I think maybe your phone. I never get a good luck with it. I think it's a small camcorder. I think it's the same camcorder she uses too. Okay. I'm not sure. All right. So here, where the, here's where the logic falls apart. That people that didn't like the first Paranormal Activity, I don't think they were correct in criticizing the whole filming thing. I think they, I think the the script logically explained that in the sequel, they explain why they have the security cameras by there was the the house was and I think they kind of allude to the fact that it was the demon. Okay. That, yes. That, that wrecked I the house. You're right. They put in a they put in like a six point camera security system, but they don't put in a fucking alarm system. What bullshit? That's my first logic bullshit. At least right the there. first film had an alarm system. They filmed themselves talking to the alarm guy. Really? See, the, this is where it falls apart. They filmed things that people would not normally film, even if you're trying to stretch the logic. Like Cloverfield, at least is like I have to document this because it's important. Right. I can see that. I can see someone is like. You know, this is the last. You know, this is like important. The shit. city's being destroyed the, right now. At one point, we should document the, everything. The, the, the teenage girl and her boyfriend, yeah, are videotaping each other while she's looking up stuff on on the web, on the laptop about demons. Okay. The two teenage kids, instead of fucking, are <laughs> are videotaping each other browsing the internet. <sighs> That's where the logic falls apart in this film. There's too much use of cameras, that doesn't make any sense also mika's mika and uh the girl right they visit this house like four or five times really like because they're trying to make the tie-in yeah they come over mika comes over two or three times and the sister comes over and the sister's even talking about their past and stuff and they, they visit all the time which is fine it's a sister right those two motherfuckers never visited mika and her once <laughs> not once are they on camera coming over oh hi guys how you doing we heard you're having trouble 
by yeah. in, by introducing no, yeah yeah and they it was just a, it's just a tie well but but they they by introducing this aspect of the of the mythos if you will it raises more questions when Mika's having problems with his girlfriend I keep forgetting her character's name I don't care so I'm not looking it, it up it doesn't matter but when he's having problems in the first film uh-huh. if this sister this close sister is connected to her and lives 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 close enough to visit. Okay. How come he's not on the phone? You got to come over. There's something wrong with your sister. This whole demon thing is on crazy. These people. You, you don't even realize she has family. She mentions the, the sister, but you kind of. You, it's kind of implied that she's not around because there's no one that she, she probably lives in another state. Yeah, she but fi- they tie it in. She to, finds yeah. that the the most cle- the cleverest thing they do is they explain why the picture's burnt. In the first film. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the cleverest thing of the whole film. Was like, oh, that's why it was burnt. After that, I was like, well, thank you for. Explaining that to us because that we needed a whole film for that. Yeah, <laughs> and and also uh, since they're since they're copying the same film except they're adding a baby and they're adding a dog. Yeah, that's why Mayor won't watch it because uh, there's a baby and a dog. I hate that stuff. She, no offense to her. No yeah, offense to her. No, she she won't watch it. Period. But she didn't. She got the first one scared the shit out of her. So just the fact that there's a second one, mm-hmm. she won't watch it anyway. But because of the fact that there's a baby and a dog. She's over the top. She's like, I can't watch this. And the problem with it, too, is it quickly becomes a Final Destination situation. Oh, God. Where you know there's going to be a jump and a scare. Yeah. I mean, you knew it in the first film, too. Yeah. But after watching the first film, you know the rhythm. You know how it happens. So you know, okay, this happened. Now nothing's going to happen. Now this happened. Now you, now there's going to be a false scare. Uh-huh. Now there's a real scare. Now there's a false scare. And now there's, and there's scenes where you're, all you're doing is, all right... What's gonna happen? That's gonna that's gonna fall. That's gonna open, or that's gonna open. The door's gonna slam, and it becomes a guessing game. And since you and, I, and, and you're I, dealing with such a finite number of things that could happen, right? At least fifty percent of the time, you're gonna guess right. And how, and how many of these films are they gonna make before people get bored of it? Two, one. <laughs> well, well the, the, the second mil- film made forty million its opening weekend. And, and, and it's ridiculous for a movie like this. But it, but that was just because the first one and it's going to drop. Well, the third one's not no, going to make anything. Th- we want to do this bet again. Third one's going to make less opening than the second one did. Of course it will. I'm thinking twenty. You said you said less than twenty. Now you know what I'm I'm saying thirty. I'm saying twenty or less. Twenty or less. I think it's going to go downhill. I'm saying thirty or thirty or You're more. You're talking opening weekend, right? Opening weekend. I think opening weekend. I think word of mouth transferred over that the movie sucked. I don't think it did well after that. I don't know what the numbers are. No, it did. It did well. But for for, how well? for a three million dollar film, I well, think it, it didn't make a hundred million, but it got close. It did well enough uh, for three. Even if it, they're doing the same thing they did with Saw, first film cost a million, did well. Okay. Second film cost. Whatever, two Here's, million. Next film cost five, then ten, then fifteen. They're doing the same thing with this. The first one was fifteen thousand. Was like a million after production. The second one made three. Right. I can guarantee you the third film is like five or six. Here, here's the biggest logic. They're keeping problem. the budget low because oh, they yeah. know it's going to be another cash saw. Cow. It's another saw. Exactly. Yeah. Here's the biggest problem with the logic gap for uh-huh. filming themselves because of this. In order to get story going and to introduce new things like the the nightlight thing right the the the, the what do you call it? the quarantine uh yes. night camera the there's two scenes yeah, where the night, the, night vision the, there's two scenes where the father um the teenage daughters from another marriage okay. if, I, if i remember correctly so there's two scenes where the father the one where he walks into the the girl's bedroom while she's painting her nails oh boy and talks to her and like just like and this and that and the scene after about like 10 15 seconds and the girl's annoyed with him it's like dude why are you in your teenage daughter's bedroom filming her? <laughs> Why don't you get the fuck out 
And then he starts like turning the lights off on her and filming her with a night cam. And like I've seen night so cam he's porn. A fucking I've seen night cam porn, and the minute he turns that light off, I'm already very uncomfortable. <laughs> this guy, this guy is, should not be filming his daughter, teenage daughter, painting her nails or anything. And then there's another scene where, like, later on, he for some reason he's talking to her about their mother, right? Because he's concerned about her, and he's filming it. So what what it oh, basically man. is is he's just filming his daughter while they're talking. Fucking it's like, pervert. This is really fucking creepy. <laughs> and you don't like the guy to begin with, and there's a whole thing. If the, both both male characters, uh-huh. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. There's two different writers, right? Either they're co- there's there's something weird going on because both lead characters are misogynistic assholes okay. who don't listen to their women. Are afraid of anything that challenges their own authority, and uh, and at the last minute, like 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 believe everything, but 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 mock their their women whenever they have any concerns. Okay. And the women are both passive, meek, and let the men run everything. Okay. It's very yeah. misogynistic yeah. to to a, to a level where even I'm like, this is fucked, <laughs> and I just don't bah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. All right, and also I'm still gonna watch it. But oh no, definitely watch it. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, but also, as far as like the predictable thing you said too, when you saw the first one, and they're doing like door slammings and this and that, right? And then, uh, and then all of a sudden she gets dragged out of the bed and down the hall. Of course, it's and the like, same scene from the first. Yeah, movie. but when the first one happened, you're like, wow, because up until then it's just like, like oh, the door slammed, right? And it just went and from now, zero, it just went from zero to sixty. This one, where are you gonna go? It doesn't go anywhere new. It just no. does it again. You know what? They would have to have a bigger budget to do something more fantastic. No, no you'd have, have you'd have to have better writers to do something more fantastic. Well, well than that. think of it this way: if they did something where she's like being pushed up the wall or uh, being dragged up the ceiling, and she's now on the ceiling, they would have to have a, a bigger budget to do something like that. Right. Because they're not going to use any trick camera work for it. They're just they're not going to do that. So it's uh, it's it's a low budget film, so they're going to kind of stick to the same shit. That they got away with in the first movie. Mm-hmm. That's what it just kind of seems seems like. What are you doing? I'm playing the third tra- trailer of Part Three right now. Well, you know, now. no one's going to be able to hear this, right? You can overlay it, can't you? Oh, you know what? I can. All right, let's watch the trailer. We'll watch the trailer together. A little two and a half minute review here. Let's do that. I think my sound's all the way up. Oh, oh door- someone that doesn't. Is door- this a fake one? Uh. This is a fake one. This is a fake one. <laughs> oh, here, official trailer. Okay, here it is. All right. I was say, there's nothing on the wall. All right, here's the real trailer. They even did the uh, preview for appropriate uh, appropriate audiences in their fake trailer. Someone's already got a Paranormal Activity 4 fake one up. Oh, God. Anything for fucking hits. Seen that before? Uh, guy, all right. Guy flying at the well, camera? Well, no, that, that's, that's the end of the first film. Then why show it? Oh, in 2009. Oh, is this just a teaser? They're not even showing anything from it. You demanded it. No, we didn't. Oh. So, so we're we're average in 2000. Oh, boy. Wait, this looks looks like a fake trailer, too. Is this a fake one, too? Hold on. I'll know when it's a real trailer. That's two different fonts. This is fake. It's part two again. It's fake. Totally fake. Alright, hang on one second. Alright. 
let's see if we can do it. All right, we'll just go right to the official website here, and this will have it. All right, this this is the real trailer. Okay. All right. There's the sound. Sounds awesome. Sounds all the way up. All right, here Let's we go. This. Ooh, it's in color this time. Hey, ladies. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I saw, oh, I've seen this. this More is, kids. This is the real trailer. Wait, twins? Wait of the camera, Are they twins? No, I think no. That's the two the hey, sisters Christy, when they're young. It's a flashback. Come on, or give, give, give us a wave here, Chris. It's a home video from oh, 1988. Okay. See? Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> of course, she very creepily waves at the camera. Oh, so the origins of the demon thing? It's fucking origin story. Oh. <laughs> we get to watch these two kids. Oh, look at all these fake trailers trying to use the same font. Discover. Whatever it was, it thrived on oh. here. It looks like they're going to be doing a lot of flashback. The worst it got. Uh, Home, home, so, home video so stuff. So they have like the 1988 camcorders with the big VHS tapes in them. Yep. Oh, look at it. Bloody Mary, really? They made that movie already. Yeah. They got him in the new Final Destination film. Bloody Mary. Really? This is where they're going. No, that's bullshit. That's bull. This is a fake. That's gotta be no, fake. No, no, it's real. It, it, it was a silhouette in the background after they turned the light that, on and left. That's gotta be fake. That is so fucking. They made a Bloody Mary movie. Thank you very much. Really? That's it. Bloody Mary that, three that's, times. Uh, that's it. Right. That's there. how the demon it's came. Candyman. Candyman. That's it. They didn't like uh, support. They didn't like raise a demon. They didn't use a Ouija board. They said Bloody Mary three times in a mirror. That's what that trailer looks you like. You gotta be fucking. Ki go. Wait, hold on a second. No, no. I want to see a. But the no, it's real. <laughs> what the fuck? Son of a girl? It's a woman. What? Ah, oh, I call shenanigans. Look at this. it from the side; you can see it really well. It's an LCD screen. No, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Don't lock my screen. No, 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 no. no. All LCDs are like that. Okay. No, that's, that's bullshit. Bullshit. Oh wow! <laughs> this is I. I revise my prediction. I think it's gonna do worse. No, it's gonna do well. How is that gonna do? Bloody Mary, really? Yeah. They made that movie. Listen. They made that movie. People. Candyman. 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 Yeah, I know. Oh. I, I just said that guy's in the Final Destination film because obviously they're trying to franchise the Final Destination series now. When? Since when? No, 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 no. no. It, 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 the fact that it, it every film is the same old shit. They, right. they they avoid fate and then just fate comes and gets them. Now he now, now, now they got a guy that's like, I just work for fate. You know, essentially that's what he he's getting at. Well, well that like, I don't know. This I, is supposed to happen. Well, happened, but I'm creepy guy. The reason they have him in the new one. I was in Candyman. Well, he's been in a bunch of them, but he always like played like a, the the corner in a couple of them. But now in the new final destination, they they got tired of having everybody discover this whole thing. Right. It was, it was always it was so always, now there's an interaction. It was always a stretch for them to discover what happened. So now he right. just comes and tells them, "You're all gonna die." Yeah, you're, you're gonna die, and <laughs> let's get it's let's gonna get to the, let's get to the inventive deaths. All right, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're writing this. We spent all the time with the inventive deaths. Please don't make us try to, you know, stretch it every explain how time. they figure it out. Exactly. That is that that trailer pisses me off more than you could even imagine. <laughs> Bloody Mary, really? Bloody Mary. Blair Witch Two had a better concept than that. <laughs> Holy shit! I am pissed. Wow. <sighs> I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because that just took the wind out of my no, sails. I got nothing. I mean, I wanted to mention this Titanic too, but maybe I'll mention that some other time. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> like that, that, that's out of the realm of our rules because it's a made for TV or made for uh, oh, video. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm going to mention it briefly only because right. it's a shitty thing. First of all, I it, mean, is it really a sequel to the James Cameron? No. No? No. They build a ship called Titanic 2. Oh, God. Now, now I mean. Is this what, a Lifetime movie? It's it's made for video. It's direct to video. Fine. Now, here, I mean. You said made for TV. There's no. I'm sorry. Well, I, I said we don't. Straight do, to video. We don't do made for TV. Don't, we don't do straight for video. Thank God. This was straight to video. Um, and technically, it's almost the same thing because if they make it for straight to video, they're making it for sci-fi or somebody yes. else. Here's the problem. I mean, you know, there's no re- even there's no reason to even discuss about uh, logic or anything uh-huh. because the film is about the Titanic two, and if any, the only thing dumber than thinking anybody would build something and call it the Titanic two is thinking that anybody would then get on the Titanic two <laughs> because all you're doing is building a great big irony boat. Yes. And shipping it I'm out. I'm already annoyed just hearing this synopsis. It's just there, oh, there's I mean, and it gets out there, and of course there's a love interest thing, and then right. and then a huge uh, it's a global warming message because then a huge uh, like a, a piece of glacier the size of Rhode Island uh, breaks off and causes a tsunami, oh. which pushes which pushes in uh, a, a a piece of iceberg into the ship. So the, instead of the ship hitting an iceberg, the iceberg yeah, is the ship. Yeah, fine. And uh, you know what I would have done differently? Is this a sci-fi original? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Here, here's, but first of all, what I would have done differently okay. I, if I was if I was writing this, I would have not made it. <laughs> if I had, if I was getting paid, I would have had the uh, everything happen except the iceberg would have missed it, and then a meteor would have hit the boat. <laughs> <laughs> A meteor. If that had happened, I'd be all in on that film. Like, all right, now now you're talking. <laughs> and it would have been guaranteed to play on sci-fi. Right. And and also my favorite my favorite lack of logic part uh-huh. is they end up in an elevator in the boat. Okay. And thankfully, there's a fire axe behind glass in the elevator. In the elevator. <laughs> in the elevator. That doesn't happen. And the guy, the guy that gets trapped in the elevator, he designed the boat. Like uh-huh. he's, he's the millionaire that built, built the boat. It's like, well, thank God I put out. He doesn't say it, but I'm thinking, like, thank God I put a, a fire axes in all the elevators, because <laughs> now we can pry open the doors in there. <laughs> but the only, I mean, and again, it's made for it's you know direct to video shit with right. worst graphics you've ever seen. I could have done my laptop. Really, all the CGI effects I could have done on my laptop. It's that bad. It's got to be sci-fi. But here, the only reason I'm bringing this up because it's obviously it's, it's directed video. It's too easy to make fun of. It's too easy to be bad. Right. At the end, the guy and the girl get trapped underwater in the boat. And the, okay. The, remember the scene from The Abyss? Yes. Where, where, she, she, where she's telling Ed Harris to let her drown so she, he can revive right, her. And that because it's so cold, it'll preserve her. She'll Dude, be able to last longer. It's not even like it. It's the same scene. Really, it's almost the same dialogue. He even, she even, he even says like it turned my blood to ice water. It is the same fucking scene. It is amazing. Um, oh. I'm watching. It's like holy shit, the balls, the balls on the writer of this and the director to just say let's just lift that scene out of uh, the abyss. at the end and forget the fact they've already they've already gone one because it's a Titanic movie. Yeah, and then they flip the ship upside down. Poseidon. So, now we're ripping up Poseidon adventure. <laughs> But wait, ah. but wait, that's not enough. Let's just literally steal a scene from the abyss. And, I, and again, I'm thinking, now I want to watch the abyss. But <laughs> it's literally a, f- it's the fucking scene. I guarantee if you play it side by side, the dialogue's got to almost match up. Except it's the guy telling the girl to let right. him drown. Okay. Oh, that's that's the twist right there. No, no. Here's the twist. The twist is 
she brings him up yeah. and performs CPR. And and the only reason I'm watching Riveted is because you're hoping he's dead. I'm wonder I'm wondering if they're gonna, if if, if uh, and, and it's obviously not happening. Like right. he's just like eyes open, he's dead. I'm wondering, are they gonna go as far as to rip off that part too? You never give up anything in your life. Don't give up on me now. Slap, slap. Right. Are are they gonna give up on? Are, are they gonna? Are they gonna go all in? Yeah. Yeah. And and the twist is that they don't. Okay. So the twist ending of the film, the real the, the clincher at the end of the film, is that they don't rip off the abyss as much as they could have, <laughs> but more than they should have. Uh, and then I, I was just amazed uh, for a film that's so bad that I was like, okay, fight axe in the elevator. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, again, when you hit it, it went it went from okay logical uh, logical incongruities in the film. To illogical filmmaking decisions that go beyond anything I could oh, have imagined. Jesus Christ! How do you rip off the abyss and then just like, oh yeah, that's in the film? <laughs> How do you, as a screenwriter, attach it's your been, name to that? It, it's been twenty-three years, twenty-two years. No one's seen it. It's like what? <laughs> it's been long enough. We can steal this scene. Oh, I... it's whatever. Are we, are we done? I think we're done. I, I, we're done, but I want to wrap up the episode okay. with a second installation of uh, Movie Stuctastic Theater. Oh, where okay. I Where I read excerpts from the novel The Terrible Game from which the film Jim Cotta was created. I so, know. I enjoyed that the last time. So so this is uh, section two. I'm going to do this until uh, we get tired of doing it or until the copyright holders contact me. Um... So we, we ended on page one. I'm going to do like just like half a page. Okay. So the next installation is The Terrible Game, part two. Or my sec- my part two. We're still on chapter one. We're still on the first page, but it's my part two. Just fucking read the, it. The Terrible Game. Holy shit. When am I supposed to cut in the music at this point? Uh, whenever you feel like it. Right, right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> and now, the next segment of The Terrible Game. Suddenly, the lighter of the two figures aimed a vicious slash at his heavier opponent's left side. The larger man whipped his sword swiftly across the front of his body and easily parried it. Instantly, his attacker twisted his wrist through a half circle. The hook at the end of his blade spun around and caught the hook of his opponent's weapon. The lighter man jerked back his sword arm viciously, dragging his opponent's blade with it. His heavy antagonist was spun halfway around. Before he could recover, the thick, blunt blade of his attacker's knife slammed into the lacquer covering in the middle of his back. The heavy man grunted. Then he lowered his sword and laughed. His voice was deep and pleasant. Good work, Jonathan. I'm dead. Hooked like a flounder. Jonathan smiled delightedly. When his father gave a compliment, it really meant something. I was just trying to figure out last night, Dad, why they put hooks on these weapons at all. I was swinging mine around in my room thinking there must be some very tricky use for the hook to make up for the fact that it made the sword useless for thrusting. He held up the hook blade for the hundredth time, wondered what the design of the blade meant. A beautifully... Damascended? (laughs) A beautifully... Ah, that's embarrassing. A beautifully damascended horseman thrusting a lance through with a hanging ring. Jonathan looked at his father. With an ordinary saber, you can't pull at your opponent. You can only thrust at them or cut. The hook could be for jerking the other fellow off balance so you could stab him with your knife. He rotated his wrist and the hook revolved in a vicious circle. Look, Dad, no one is afraid of being hooked with a sword. A man with this type of weapon could take an ordinary opponent terribly by surprise. Jonathan looked slyly at his father. The way I did you. 
So that was the second installment with plenty of jerking and hooking. I can understand that. Yes. Yeah. Now, and and I'm I'm already perturbed because there are no hooked swords in Jimkata. I don't remember seeing any. No. So so this is interesting. This is gonna be a very. This is a departure from the film that I'm quite interested in uh, oh. pursuing. So uh, that was the terrible game segment two. And this is Scott. This is Joey from Movie Sucktastic. Just reminding you, just because you have a library card doesn't make you fucking Yoda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See you guys. See you later, guys. Catch you next time. Do you want to keep in touch with Movie Sucktastic? Let your voice be heard loud and proud by giving us some feedback. No matter what you're calling or emailing about, we'll make sure you get your spotlight on the show. Email us at themovieguysatmoviesucktastic.com or call our hotline at 908-514-4470. Find out what all the suck is about. <laughs>